You're listening to Tarot Talk, and I'm your host, Holly Ramey. I'm going to serve you some practical magic and give you tips and tools to bring the mystical into your everyday life. Hi everyone, welcome to episode number 19 of Tarot Talk. I'm your host, Holly Ramey, and this week we are coming in hot with a new moon and solar eclipse in Capricorn. So we are right in the middle of the holiday season, it's Hanukkah, it's about to be Christmas, And we are just a week before a new year and a new decade. So I was not going to air an episode this week because it was in the middle of the holiday season, but um, the energy is just, it's popping right now. We're about to have um, this big solar eclipse, the last one of the year, and We just had um, a really powerful winter solstice a few days ago, Um, and that that solstice really, I felt that strongly. It hit some triggers for me, opened up some old wounds that were ready to be witnessed and to be healed, and I I really feel like that was just kind of like the portal we were walking through. that is the healing that's going to take place for this week. And after having such an intense energy over the weekend, um, I really felt called to to pull cards for this week and to pull a reading to offer you all for this upcoming transit. So I was actually pretty shocked by the cards that I pulled for the week um, that I post daily on my Instagram. If you're not following me, I'm there at Holly D. Ramey and I'm posting a card every morning just for a little bit of guidance and structure throughout your day. However, um, the themes that came through were not what I expected. And the reading that I pulled for the new moon specifically has a lot of repeat cards from it, even though I shuffled really well. So there's definitely just like some strong themes coming through that I want to share with you guys. So if you're new to the podcast, um, we we do a, I do a forecast for every new moon and every full moon. So the new moon is technically on December 25th at I th- around 11 p.m. 11, 11.30 p.m. And that is central time. So if you're on the West Coast, it's going to be earlier. If you're on the East Coast, it's actually going to fall after midnight and it'll be on the 26th. So when the exact time in the, act, in the exact day depends on where you are. But if you're in central time like me in Nashville, Tennessee, it will be late, late in the evening, just before midnight on Christmas Day. So um, 
you know, new moons are the dark moon. So this is when we cannot see the moon and the dark moon, uh, just like the winter solstice, right? The darkest day of the year, this time is really ripe for conception. Conception is a theme for this time. Um, planting seeds in the darkness. You know, if you think about placing a seed deep in the earth, deep in the darkness of that soil where it can, um, germinate, right? And then the weeks after the new moon are a time to um, nourish those seeds and help find the actions necessary to manifest them. And so whatever intentions that we plant on a new moon, uh, we look to that cycle, the month or many, sometimes many moons pass as we continue to nourish and grow these seeds. And so each new moon is in the same sign as the sun. So a few days ago on the 21st, we had the winter solstice and the sun moved into Capricorn. Capricorn is a earth energy. It is. It has a lot to do with right the themes of earth, the themes of the root chakra, our safety, our security, tangible items in our lives. Um, It speaks to kind of capitalism, the way we make money, the hard work that we do, how we find stability and security. Its opposite sign is cancer and cancer has a lot to do with home and family. So we're on that axis. And so the, it's interesting that this new moon solar eclipse is coming up on the exact day when we are generally joined with friends and family and taking time off of our work. Um, <clears throat> and the darker times, right? The, the winter or Vata season in Ayurveda is associated with more rest, more relaxation, going inward, conceiving, right? In the dark. So this is a time when we can be off work and maybe have a little bit more time and space for that. I know the holiday season can often feel really, really hectic. And if we are, we might be traveling, we might be entertaining, we might be with family, we might be with our chosen family and feel really safe and secure. We might be with family that we, is not supportive and we don't feel safe around. And so there's so many themes um, that can come up during this season. There are so many emotions that can be heightened during this season. And this new moon solar eclipse is only going to intensify the energies that are already present. So let's just jump right into the cards, right into the reading. Um, Actually, one more thing before I do that, a few announcements so I don't forget them at the end. If you're here in Nashville and you want to do some sacred ceremony, some sacred ritual to really honor the beginning of a new year and a new decade, we're coming in now to the age of Aquarius, guys. I mean, we've got to get ready. We're coming into 2020. This is an emperor year. Um, And so I really felt called to offer ceremony this year. Um, So if you want to join together in sacred ritual, I'm offering a New Year's Eve ceremony in East Nashville here. Um, 
it'll be from 9.30, I believe, to 11 or 9 to 10.30, something around there. All the information is on my website. Sign up there. I have a few spots left. And I also have a few more openings for um, the 2020 Vision Year Ahead spreads. So these I'm offering via PDF or uh, via video, and it is a intensive look at your year ahead. So I'll pull a card for your theme of the year, and then I'll go through month by month and card by card, basically give you just a little bit of ritual, a little bit of ceremony, a little bit of medicine for each month. Um, Some medicine is like physical exercise, um, rituals to do, altars to set up, and other is more practical. It just really depends on the energy you're working with each month, but it's a really great way to look at your year ahead, especially stepping into a year that's associated with the emperor with more structure and plans and visions. So if you're interested in that, I've got a couple spots left and you can shop that on my website. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. And now I'm going to get into the spread that I pulled. I asked three questions for this new moon. The first being just the invitation, what we're being offered. And the second, what we're releasing. And the third is what we're walking into. So what we, the invitation for this new moon I pulled the page or the daughter of cups. I'm using the way home tarot deck and also the liminal space Oracle deck. And I pulled the page of cups with, um, the, or the liminal space card is mood. The picture on the card is of one of these old school lava lamps. And so the cards for this pull are actually way more lighthearted than I expected And the Page of Cups, though, is very much a card that I think of our inner child. And so there is this aspect of healing when it comes to wounds associated with the inner child. You know, there is no time when we are more in our inner child voice than when we are around our our families. And so this can be a time when that kind of wounded child comes out to play. And the thing about it is when we are in this space, we can either just assume this old narrative, this old voice and speak from that place, or we can observe it, notice when and how and if we get triggered and learn how to navigate that narrative from a different perspective so that we can eventually integrate those wounds and heal from them. And so seeing mood with this card is very much like a lighthearted way of saying like, if you're not, if the mood isn't right, if the atmosphere isn't what you want it to be, like change it up a little bit. It's not like a deep, deep answer to the question, but it helps more than you think. And when I think of healing the inner child, 
yeah, there have been really deep therapy sessions, right? We do go into kind of dark nights of the soul and times when we need to really like go deep. There are also just really simplistic ways of caring and nurturing for ourselves on a daily basis that help us to reparent that part of ourselves. And so like something as simple as a daily practice of five minutes of journaling, five minutes of meditation, drinking a glass of water in the morning before you have your coffee, cooking yourself a nourishing meal a few times a week, making sure you exercise and move your body, going to bed at a decent time, like just these simple acts of taking care of ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally. These are like really simple ways to help reparent and and meet our needs though in ways that our caregivers couldn't. And so I feel like the page of cups coming through with this card is like it's time to make simple choices that are going to nourish you. And the thing is, is like, this is boundaries, you guys. Like I'm pulling the two of swords with what's being released. And it's like all this work that we've been doing over the last six months of like boundary setting and learning how not to betray ourselves anymore for the sake of someone else. And that's why these simplistic things really help to nourish us because it's just choosing us and it's it's unlearning the self-betrayal that is so rampant in our culture it's just like putting others needs before our own and yes when there's old wounds and old narratives around this it was a protection it was a way that we really needed to have our needs met so we put are or be validated by someone or be be seen or be heard or whatever it was um we if there was a part of ourselves that wasn't acceptable we learned how to disassociate from it but the thing that happens when we do this when we disassociate is that what we push down we can't just push down like the bad we we push down the good too so like those inner child parts of us like if we push out the you know the needy weak the one who needed too much um then we also push out our sense of like creativity or play or wonder and so when we decide to go back and heal those wounds we reclaim those parts of ourselves we don't just reclaim the kind of sad lonely needy part of ourselves or whatever yours was we reclaim the joyful imaginative creative parts of ourselves as well right so then we get to integrate both we get to integrate what we perceive as the good and the bad and so there is a big opportunity to kind of up level here um and the page of cups, it's like the page is a new beginning. She She's related to the ace. And so it is this new beginning in the emotional realm. It is this new opportunity to feel our feelings and allow them to come through, right? Without disassociating, without repressing them, without being afraid of them. Um, 
And it's through all of the work we've done with this two of swords. And I'm pulling the two of swords in the reverse position. So it's like, it's ready to go. The In the two of swords, there's a blindfold on, right? It's like, we cannot see. I pulled this card for today, the day that I'm recording, which is Monday, the 23rd. Um, and if you go back, you'll see, I wrote a little bit about how we don't have a clear perspective. We don't have access to our intuition when we're in the energy of the two of swords because we haven't set boundaries and maybe the boundaries we need to set are with ourselves and our time and our energy and our resources. Maybe they're with other people, but what happens is we're overextended. And when we are overextended, we're, we're there's too much output and there's no input. And so the, the intuition gets lost and we're, we're being fueled by just like egoic people pleasing needs. And it's not really true to us and our authenticity. And there's this tension that exists in the two of swords. And when we heal that, when we learn to set these clear boundaries for ourselves and others and not betray ourselves, we get this freedom, we get this access to our intuitive knowledge, to a different perspective and a new way of thinking. There's like a stalemate happening in the two of swords. And it's also connected to, it's connected to the throat chakra and how we speak our truth, but it's also connected. If you look at the throat and the cervix, they look exactly the same in like a diagram, right? It's like the two of swords is this balance that we're looking for. And it's this balance also between the second chakra and the throat chakra, between our self-worth, between what we think we're worthy of, and then the way that we speak it, the way we speak our desires, when we do find that worth within ourselves, when we know we're truly worthy of our desires and the things that we want, we're not afraid to speak them the rhythms of fate and the tickings of time. It's like we've been doing this work within the rhythms of fate and the tickings of time. And like this just tells me that like this is this has been a long time coming. Like we've been working on this for years, for maybe this whole decade. It's like we are coming to this place where we can start this new journey in the emotional realm. And that like it can be as simple as shifting the mood, right? It can be now because we've got our boundaries in place. Now it can be as simple as witnessing a trigger and going outside and taking a walk and changing the mood and changing the scenery, right? Or putting yourself in the bathroom and taking three deep belly breaths. Like it can be that simple. And it doesn't just have to be related to, you know, Christmas day or spending time with your family. This is any time, you guys. This is any time when you're willing to to recognize that the environment that you're in, that the mood that you're in needs to shift. And it's like, that's what the cups teach us, right? That's what the water element teaches us is how to shift, how to adapt, how to flow. It's like when we're in these fight or flight, there's no options for changeability. There's no option for adaptability. We just get stuck in fight or flight. There are no options. We must stay or we must go. And so I'm happy to see this daughter of cups here. I'm happy to see that we are learning how to let these feelings rise and fall without attaching to them, without trying to fight against them, without trying to push them down. Okay. And 
the last card that I pulled for us is like what we're walking into. And this is another card I pulled for us for this week, as well as the two of swords. And it's the eight of pentacles. And the eight of pentacles is a card, you know, it we're back in the pentacles energy. Um, and this is the earth element, right? So very Capricorn, very much about like hard work and um, be working hard every day, slowly, patiently with discipline and becoming the master. Moving from apprenticeship into master is really what this, this card speaks of. And it's like this like chop wood, carry water energy. He's working like, and that's what we've been doing. We are working, and have been at this for a while. And the image in the Way Home Tarot is of a bee in her hive, but the hive is like this cosmic bliss. It's just like this star shine. And it's very much looking at the beauty around us that we've been working so hard for and being able to receive it. Um, and the, the liminal space card I pulled with it is same, same, but different. And there's actually a B on this card as well. And it's like same, same, but different. Like everything may look the same. There may not be this like big explosive shift in your life, but everything will be different because our perspectives are changing because the way that we look at it is changing. The way that we see the world is changing. Um, and now we're able to witness all the symbology and we're able to enjoy the gifts and the reward of what we've been working so hard for. I'm going to pull one more for us, um, just as a little bit of medicine. I'm actually shuffling my deck and pulling right now, which I never do, but here we are. The Empress is coming through, right? Right underneath the Daughter of Cups. So really this gorgeous, soft, feminine energy. And we were in an Empress year this year. And so um, just really an opportunity to look at, to look at, again, everything that we've been through over this past year, right? And and the Empress lives from the heart and we're about to shift into that Emperor energy, which is much more analytical and in the head. So just taking a moment to like check in with your heart and with all that you have, the ways that you've become more vulnerable, the ways that you have become more in tune with your deep inner knowing with your heart-centered places and yeah just really stepping into that full embodiment of it you know it's one thing to know something and it's another thing to embody it they're very they're two very different things and you know just like going back to those inner child wounds of the daughter of cups like I can tell you like it's very easy for me to say like, yeah, my self-worth, I'm very worthy of love and abundance. But once you put me in a triggering situation, my body is in fight or flight. And I, I cannot, even though I have that knowledge in my mind, I can't embody it. And so the, the lessons here, the medicine here is really how we shift from knowing 
into embodying. The liminal space card I pulled is invisibility mode, which is what we kind of can drop into. There's kind of like the the shadow and the light of this card in ways invisibility mode can be really helpful when we need a bit of protection and we just need to like drop out for a minute and give ourselves some time, some rest, some space. And I encourage you to do that whenever you need to over the next few weeks. But invisibility mode can also be, you know, the way that we we've made ourselves invisible as a form of protection. Um, And now we can witness the parts of ourselves that that we shut down. Right. That became invisible. And um, like I said, integrate them back into our system so they're no longer hiding out being repressed but they're actually and the solar eclipse is helping to like bring them out to the surface right what was made invisible what was made to not exist can now be shed light on and not just seen but actually felt witnessed with compassion because that's really what the empress can bring is witnessed with with compassion and saying that it's okay like it's okay to feel these things it's okay to have this emotion it's okay to be triggered by this it's okay that i have this narrative and it's even okay that what's underneath this narrative is a deep longing right? Whatever the longing is for. Is it for connection? Is it for love? Is it for validation? To be seen, to be heard? Whatever it is, it's okay. All right, you guys. So um, it's it's an intense energy, but it's, it's also really sweet and really healing. And the only way out is through right? And so sometimes these wounds come up and they can sting and they can shock us. Um, But we have to have gratitude for them and we have to have gratitude for the people or the situations or whatever it is that triggers them. Because we made the contract in this lifetime to learn these lessons. And we can't just like label it as good or bad, right? We have to, there's magic in all of it, right? There's magic in like the beauty and the ritual, but there's also magic in the triggers and the shit. Like they're all here to help us grow. And that eight of pentacles coming through just to remind us that yes, it's all good. This, it's all, it's all part of the divine plan. All right, you guys, so I'm wishing you happy holidays if you're celebrating. I'm wishing you patience if you're not um, and you have to watch everybody else do it. Um, I want to send out special love to all of those who are struggling during the holiday season, who are dealing with grief, um, who are dealing with family who aren't supportive, who are dealing with a loved one who is sick, who are feeling lonely who are feeling lost, who the holidays trigger a hard time for. Um, I've been in all of those situations and I just want to send a special shout out and um, extra love to all of you who may be having a hard time during this season. Know that you're absolutely not alone. And um, even now, there is always kind of a lot of sensitive uh 
sensitivity and hurt in my heart during this season as well. Um, and so I, I'm here with you and holding a space for all of you that feel that. And I want to thank you for joining me here. And I will be speaking to you after the new year. So if I do not see you at the ceremony um, or through a reading, I'm wishing you a happy new year and a happy new decade and 2020 and all of it. So my loves, thank you so much for being here. If you like this podcast, please shout me out, give me a rating, a review or support through Anchor. I'm always grateful to have you and happy new moon, happy solar eclipse, happy holidays, happy new year. Take care.